What if we could show you how to create an additional income stream that feels inspiring to you and leverages not only off your passions, but your zone of genius? Head over to babesinbusiness.net forward slash side hustle to download our free side hustle guide, a 40 page guide where we help you not only come up with your business idea, but help you set your rate, find your potential customers, help make your first few sales, come up with your point of difference, and ensure you have a profitable business that you can scale to create a life and career by design. Babes Talking Business, our podcast, is the sister brand to Babes in Business. It's our passion project geared towards female entrepreneurs, professional women, side hustlers, those with a day job and those full-time mamas striving to build their empire on the side, whether it's a traditional or non-traditional business, investments, startup, companies, or online social media influence. Our podcast is a safe place where women can be vulnerable, honest, and tune in to be educated and supported to learn about the ins and outs of business, the highs and lows, and feel comfortable to talk about finances and multiple streams of income, along with the lingo that often comes with it that intimidates and prevents a lot of us women from approaching these subjects altogether. We not only mentor and encourage fellow entrepreneurs tuning in to build their own successful businesses, but teach them how to build confidence in themselves, reconnect with their why, let go of jealousy, and ultimately learn the power in connection because at the end of the day, that is what life and business is all about. This is a no BS podcast where we are committed to showing you what really happens behind the scenes of businesses' pretty highlight reels. So you can be reassured you are not the only one in the trenches and we can hopefully empower you with ideas on how to run your life and business in a way that feels energizing, inspiring and authentic to you and your mission. We are your hosts. I'm Shani Thompson and one of my biggest passions and missions in life is to revolutionize the way that women create abundance, to show you you can really have it all and create your next level wildest dreams whilst being in a total state of ease and flow. I'm a blogger, a coach and mentor to thousands of women around the world, a professional network marketer, a course creator and above all, I'm just your everyday girl next door. And I am Lauren Kerr. I'm a published author, life and mindset coach, and professional network marketer. When I was studying my psychology degree, I stumbled across the term life above zero, which became my personal and professional mission to inspire others to create a life that they love instead of just settling for mediocrity and just doing what society expects you to do. I love helping women find clarity and fulfillment in their lives, relationships, and careers. So... On that note, let's talk business. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the BTB podcast. Today we have Jeremy Daniel as our special guest, who is one of the Color Code personality assessment experts. And actually, if you have been around here for a little bit, you'll remember episode 57 that Loz and I created back in December last year. It was called Real Chats Around Leadership Lessons. And Loz and I spoke about some of our darkest moments in leadership and some of our biggest mistakes that we've made. And one of the things that came out of that was we shared with you a color personality assessment that we use within our team with our leaders to understand 
personality types a little bit. We, it helps us understand communication styles. It helps us to recognize how people like to be recognized and celebrated and spoken to and all of the things that make people tick. If we're really honest with you, though, we are 100% self-taught around the color personality assessment. So you can only imagine our excitement when we got Jeremy on the show, who is the guru of this and an absolute expert and one of the team who teaches and educates around the color personality assessment. We have him all to ourselves on this show. So we chat about so much we dive even deeper into what Loz and I spoke about in episode 57. So definitely listen to that episode first. We also have a freebie downloadable in episode 57, where we give you PDF documents that help you to distinguish all the different colors and what all the strengths and traits and characteristics of all of those are. But this episode is like the real deal because we have Jeremy who teaches us so much that we didn't know and helps us dive deeper into this incredible personality assessment that really has helped us to communicate with thousands of people around the world who are in our team, how to uh, communicate with them in a way that feels good and really help us raise incredible, incredible people. Now, of course, technology, you guys know, is never on our side when we are recording. So we actually started chatting with Jeremy and, and for some reason record didn't start. So I'm just going to catch you up with what we were talking about up until the moment that we realized we were recording. So Jeremy uh, has been with the Color Code personality team for for a very long time. In fact, his father-in-law, Taylor Hartman, is the man who created it. And he wrote a book in 1985. So Jeremy was just about to kick off and start telling us about where this incredible color code personality assessment stemmed from. And uh, we had also just been telling him about how obsessed we are (laughs) with this assessment and also apologized to him because we really did like pester him a lot to get him on the show. But uh, he is a busy man and we are just so grateful for his time. And so that is where we're at into the conversation. So let's Let's get right into it. I wonder if there's a way to work from the inside out. Instead of peeling back these behavioral layers, what if we could look at why the behaviors came up in the first place? Instead of just seeing what what people do, what if we're able to understand why they do it? And so he started to experiment with this concept of motive instead of behavior. And that became the basis for all of his counseling. And he was always looking for but why, but why, but why? And he eventually was able to determine that there were four types of driving force that really influenced people's behaviors. And those became our four driving core colors in the color code. So if you, if you know the color code, you know red, blue, white, and yellow, those are the, the labels that we use, the, the colors that we use to help people remember what the personality type is. It really has nothing to do with the color, of course. It's just a mnemonic device to help them remember what the driving core motive is. And that's the significant piece because the driving core motive, it's like, it's like the engine of a car. It powers the other parts. It, it, it influences the way that you think, the way that you feel, 
the behaviors that you do display, the values that you adopt, it influences all of those things. And so he started working with this concept of driving core motive, and he developed a personality assessment that became known as the color code uh, from his clinical work, essentially. And once that was created, he was able to really speed up the process of, of counseling and really make significant progress with his clients a lot faster. He started talking about it. He was, ta he was teaching at the University of California at the time, and he was telling his fellow professors, hey, this is, these are the results that I'm seeing using this motive-based approach. And it was them and then eventually his wife who kind of dragged him through the process of actually writing the book and getting it out there. So crazy because it's exactly that. If I was actually to put, explain it in a word, it's it's the act, how fast you can do it. Like most personality tests you do, they're like, you've got to sit down. Can you guys hear me? It's my volume. <laughs> <laughs> um, most, most personality tests that you do, you sit there and you've got to, you've got to do it like for an hour. There's like 10 pages of things that you have to fill out to work out. But I find, yeah, this assessment is something that you can do really quickly and fill out, but something I feel like you can assess someone really quickly with asking some really good questions and just kind of seeing how they respond. So so how long has the test been around for now? Since the mid-80s. I think, I think the wow. book was published in 1985, the original version. So the test would have been around probably a couple of years before that, so the early to mid-80s. That is amazing. I need to get my hands on the book. Here I am just reading all the blogs on the website and, you know, oh my goodness, that's amazing. We can make that happen or Amazon can. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's, it, it only takes about 15 minutes um, for most people, unless you're a blue, it might take 30, but for most people, because you really, if you're a blue, you really want to make sure that you do it right. But, uh, yeah. but most people finish it in about 15 minutes. And the other thing about it, not only is it easy to take, it's also easy to implement and remember. So a lot of personality assessments out there have, you know, charts and different types and acronyms and things that you have to memorize. And, you know, um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of the Myers-Briggs assessment. I think it's a great assessment. Mm -hmm. The problem with it is, is it's complicated. So mm -hmm. most people don't remember that they're an ENTJ a week after they take it and nor do they know how that connects with an NSFT or what have you, you know, and, and if you're working with 30 or 50 people in your life, how do you make those connections work with red, blue, white, yellow? It's really easy to remember and people know what to do with it. I love what you were saying at the start too. Like if you're using this personality test correctly or the idea behind it is to make everyone feel welcome and it's to make sure that no matter what personality style that you are, you feel supported, you can be led. And like I was saying, something that Shen and I was personally struggling with, if anyone's listening to this, maybe you're in the same spot. For the first two years of our business, we were leading, but we were leading people like us. Mm. And it's really easy to attract people like you and work with people like you. But anyone who thought different, not so much thought differently, but learned differently, needed support differently, maybe didn't learn as quick as us, didn't implement things as quick as us. We weren't great at holding space for them or learning how to get their needs met. So um like you said, I think a great leader is somebody who can work with all different people, all different personality styles. And that's what this test really helped us do is become better leaders and work with people that aren't like us, which I think is one of the hardest parts of leadership. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in your industry, especially in your industry, because I, I've worked with a lot of network marketing companies over the years, but I also work with a lot of companies that are not network 
network marketing companies, just traditional corporations and organizations and things of that nature. And so when you are, when you are paying somebody to do a job, a lot of times leadership gets a little lazy because they just kind of take the approach of, well, I'm your boss, do what I say. Well, that doesn't work in network marketing because people are there because they want to be there. They have to be there because they want to be there. So compelling them to work um, is not an option. You have to inspire them. You have to, you have to get their discretionary efforts. And the only way that you're going to do that is by connecting and inspiring and lifting them. And so understanding what makes them tick, why they do what they do, what they need and how that might be different than what you need and how that is still valid. You know, and that, that's, that, that's the part that kind of blows people's minds is like, in my mind, a certain thing makes total sense. And Lauren, in your mind is a red, you see the world completely differently. And I have a really hard time of looking at you and saying, well, how could your idea possibly be valid? Because it's so different than my idea. But people have to learn that that's okay. And it's actually normal. And there's opportunity in there if you understand those different styles and you understand how to inspire those people. And they'll bring different gifts to the table as well. We don't want to cut anybody out because they actually bring a lot of perspective and a lot of strength that we don't naturally create on our own. So we want everybody to be involved. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And um, I, I want to actually guess your color, Jeremy. Are you a white? I'm not. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I try to be nice, though. <laughs> what are you? I have to know now. I'm a yellow. I was going to say, I feel like you're a yellow. You're like very upbeat and you're very, like very lovely and social. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yes. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually really high yellow. So in the color code, when you take the assessment, um, you, you do get a primary score, right? You're red, blue, white, or yellow. And anybody can go, anybody can go to colorcode.com and just take the assessment for free. And if you do that, it will give you your primary color and the percentage in that primary color. Most people, like 97% of our database, has a secondary color that also influence mm. you. But 3% fall into a category that we call purist, which means that you score so high in one color that even if you do have, a, you know, percentage-wise, a secondary color that looks significant, it's probably not that significant. And I happen to fall into that purist category with yellow. So I am 80 what am I? Eighty-two percent yellow, which is a really high score. Wow! So I cool. should get I should get extra credit just for, you know, being dressed properly and having <laughs> working equipment today. Oh, I can't believe I got that wrong. Damn it! Well, it's so interesting that you say that because um, so one of the things that we do in our business is when a team member hits what's called core rank, which is kind of like a pretty significant milestone in their business. You know, there are business builders and there's a lot of working one-on-one. -on -one. And so we, we get our core rankers to take the test so that we know from there moving forward, okay, how can we serve them? How can we communicate with them in a way that feels good? And we're both on, you know, happy grounds. And someone will take the test and I'll totally, like, I want to know what they are. I'll guess it and they'll come back as something different. And there's always this part of me that's like, I swear you're two colors because like this doesn't make sense to me. So that, that makes sense. Maybe we've got to get them to take the full test so that we know both colors. <laughs> it's helpful to know that secondary color for sure. And 
you know, there's there's an art to this guessing process. And if, if you want, I'm happy to kind of tell you like the the clues that we use. You know, you don't always have the luxury of saying, you know, can you would you mind just taking 15 minutes and answering these 45 questions so I know how to sell my product to you? Um, that, that's not usually something that is a very natural opportunity. So we do talk about how to quick code people. If you'd like to know, I'd, I'd be happy to yeah. share that. Please, I'd love to talk about it. <laughs> okay, okay. So quick coding. It's pretty simple. It's not foolproof, right? Otherwise, we'd probably just have three questions on our assessment, but, but quick coding, <laughs> It, what it does is it leverages patterns that are really strong and I'll explain it, right? So, so three quick questions to determine somebody personality style without the color code assessment. Question number one is one that's a little bit more obvious. Typically you look for, does this person seem to be a little bit more introverted or do they seem to be a little bit more extroverted? That's question number one. So now that you've been, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Now that you've been working with the color code, at least, at least, you know, uh, driven amateur level working with the color code, right? <laughs> Semi-pro level working with the color code. Um, which of the four colors would you expect to be more introverted? White and blue. Correct. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Whites and blues <laughs> tend to be more introverted, not always but that's the tendency and whites tend to be maybe a little bit farther on the, on the end of that introversion scale blues, maybe a little bit more towards the middle. Um, and then of course, reds and yellows would be a little bit more extroverted with the yellows, maybe being on the far end of that side of the scale with reds being a little bit more in the middle. So that's something that you can see pretty easily just by reading somebody, you know, what's their energy like? Do they seem to be a little bit more introverted or a little bit more extroverted? And so you make an educated guess at that point and you've got a 50-50 shot now of getting it right. And the second question is designed to break that tie. The second question is, do they appear to be more logical or more emotional in the way that they think, communicate, process, Etc. Just in general, do they seem? I know this one straight away. This is why okay, we Shani got along so well because Shani and I, being red and white, we're logical and we're like, why do blues and yellows think so much for their freaking feelings? <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, totally, totally. And that's how a red and white would think. Is like, oh my gosh, like blues and yellows. Come on, let's get logical here. Um, and of course, the yellows and the blues, they look at the reds and the whites, and they go don't you have a heart of any kind? Like, exactly. Don't you feel anything right now? <laughs> literally, if you, can listen, if you can listen to Shani now's conversations pretty much every week, I'm like, we just don't get it. Like, I'm just so confused. And they must think that we're just so cold hearted. <laughs> and you're, yeah. And you're looking at them like, uh, you need to get yourself together here. <laughs> <laughs> but what we do, we view things so differently, right? That's a classic mm -hmm. example. It's a great example. And that's one of the reasons why I said, oh, red and, you know, you mentioned something about soul sisters and I red and white working together. It's actually sharing that logical basis that actually is really, really helpful because you think the same way. Yeah. We you work really you don't have well to together. You don't have to grapple <laughs> with that. You know, how do I how do I really get inside your head and understand where you're coming from? You get it because you're both mm. super logical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like you said though, but I think we balance each other out though, because 
Shen is like very more in control of her emotions. She's very poised with being a red and very fiery. <laughs> yes, yes. Of yin course. to the yang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times people misread reds thinking that they're emotional because they can be so fiery that they get frustrated, you know, or they, um, you know, they, they blow their top sometimes because they're just, they're just so upset over something and they want reds demand efficiency and productivity, <laughs> right? Be efficient and productive. This is like my wife. My wife is so red, you guys. And, and like every, we, every Saturday, she's like marching my kids around the house. And she's like, I need you to be more efficient and productive, efficient and productive, efficient and productive. You know, and I'm looking at her and I'm like, honey, she's like four. This is, she's probably maxed out. This is, this is all she can do. You're like, let's have fun. Can we just have fun? <laughs> right, right. Work schmirk. Yeah, let's go for something that, yeah. This. <laughs> so I think um, I got too excited. So what was the third question? Oh, the third one was yeah, so So now you're narrowing it down, right? So now if you said, okay, this person's, they seem to be more introverted. You're thinking, okay, maybe a blue, maybe a white. And then if you go, they seem to be really logical then you might have a shanty on your hands, right? You're like, oh, this person's probably got that white personality style. And sometimes just those two questions alone, being that they're very strong patterns, can help you identify somebody's style very, very quickly. Uh, the third one, if you need a little more data, is what is their communication style like? Are they mm -hmm. rapid fire communicators, kind of like just quick banter back and forth, quick exchanges, ready fire aim sort of communicators, or or do they, or, or are they more deliberate? Do they stop and pause and think and answer more purposefully and just sort of make sure that what they're saying is exactly what they want to communicate before they say something. So your mm -hmm. rapid fire communicators, uh, Lauren, you're on a roll. So what do you think? Red and yellow. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Whites and blues. I always say they're our, uh, measure twice, cut once people, right? Just, just think it through, make sure it makes sense. And then, and then you can say it with a little bit more confidence. So that's how you quit code. Just use those three questions to sort of narrow it down. Of course, if you're if you're with somebody and you can work off of um, nonverbal clues and you see how they interact, and the more that you know about the color code, the more that you know about strengths, common common behavioral tendencies, and things like that from the reds, blues, whites, and the yellows. That all factors in. That all helps. But quit coding—that's the way to get started. I love it. Yeah, I feel like I do it so in quickly and innately, but I've never knew how I did it. But it's, I think it's those questions. It's just you can yeah. tell by someone's posture and how they're communicating, how forthcoming they're with their communication. Yeah, that's helpful. So now I've got someone to get it, something you can actually tangibly teach team when they're trying to work, I guess, with their team pretty quickly. Yeah, one one it. exercise that could be fun, and and as you're as you're bringing up new leaders in your programs, one thing that I've recommended for. Um, network marketers in the past is to like put together a little team roster, even if it's not the full team, but you know, just start somewhere. Just say, let's take five or 10 people. And when you learn a little bit about the color code, go through that quick coding process and just see if you can quick code what, what your guesses would be for each of those people and then invite them to take the assessment and share their results with you. Because then you can see like, am I, how, you know, how, how proficient am I? with this particular exercise or maybe what am I missing? And you can have that conversation with somebody like, Oh, I thought I had, I had you pegged for a blue, but you said you're a red. Okay. So why is that? Like, tell me why, tell me how I missed the mark there. And, uh, and that will help you fine tune your instincts as well. 
have a question for you. So um, I think I know the answer, but I'd love to ask anyway. Do you feel like people can change their personality? If you're one color, you're always going to be that color or would that color change? What's your take on that? Well, I think historically people say your personality is your personality. It's pretty innate. But I know there's a couple of people in our team who once they did the test, they were one color and then a year or two later, they've done the test and they're claiming they're another color. So I'm like, I don't know how that makes sense. Maybe they're just becoming more self-aware or can colors change? That's confusing though, because the test makes you think about your childhood and how you were as a child. So yeah. See, I, I love that. See, what just happened is we got some of that, uh, we got some of that insightfulness that whites bring to the table, right? You brought in this, whites tend to see things very objectively and they pick up on these little insights that sometimes others miss. And I think you're absolutely right, Shani. Like we, we do ask you to answer the questions based on what you're like as a child. And so the answer to this question is your color always stays the same throughout your life. Your driving core motive always stays the same. However, obviously we grow, we change, we evolve but different parts of us change and grow and evolve. And, and so just to give you a simple explanation, we talk about your driving core motive, your, innate, your innately present personality style, which is why we ask you to take the, uh, answer the questions based on what you were like as a child, because we want to know what you were like, your nature as opposed to your nurture. Uh, we want to know what you're like before your friends had a certain amount of influence or before you got into the corporate world and you were taught to be a certain way or before mm -hmm. others had that kind of impact on you that could cause you to change your behaviors. We want to know what the nature is because that is the driving core motive. We believe it's innately present and that's why we ask people to answer the questions based on what they were like as a child. And that's why we assert that you'll always have um, if you're Lauren, you'll always have this red personality. If you're Shannon, you'll always have this white personality style, but you can develop character as well. And so we, we have the color code and we have the character code. So the color code is really where you start. It's life's gift to you. The character code is kind of like your gift to life. It's what will I become? It's possible for any color to learn the strengths of any other color. So you can have a yellow personality style and learn to be responsible, believe it or not, right? You can, you can have a blue personality style and learn to be fun loving. You can learn those things and they certainly add dimension and depth to who you are, but it never changes the core color. And I think that's a really important lesson for people to understand because when people say, well, I used to be a red, but now I'm a blue, the little silent alarms start going off in my mind a little bit because I want to know what happened in your life that convinced you that being a red was not valid. And this is a big issue that I see really across the board. It's a little bit more hidden in the corporate world, but when you start working in the network marketing world or when you start working with individuals, you see it a little bit more where you see that people have been told a story about what's valid and not valid about them. Yeah. And it's so important to understand that every one of these four colors is perfectly valid and that they all have wonderful strengths. And so why would you ever want to change from one to another? So sometimes people say, well, I, I, I need to change. I need to become a red because I failed. I'm a failure. You know, I, I went bankrupt, I divorced, um, I've been through all of these things and I was born a mess, I was always a mess. That could be the conversation that goes on in people's minds. And so I need to become a different person. 
And mm. my response to that is always, no, you don't. You need to actually love who you are first. You have to value who you are first before you're ever able to grow because you can go and do all the behaviors. You know, you can do all of the success creating behaviors of let's say a red and you can, you can earn the money and you can earn the fame and you can earn the accolades and you can still really not like yourself. So you have to start with valuing who you are. We are just briefly interrupting this episode to bring to you some really exciting news. On the 4th of October, we are starting what is called a six week glow up and you have the chance to join us and do it alongside with us. So let us tell you a little bit about what's involved. First of all, this is a once a year event where we pull out the big guns and really help you to evolve and transform your well-being. The six week glow up is an online holistic health program designed to help you become the happiest and most inspired version of you. And this year's messaging behind the glow up is all around nourishing and nurturing yourself, full body, mind, soul, spirit. And we are so excited to do it ourselves. Personally, we definitely need it. Don't know about you guys, but we are so excited to glow up after the year it has been. And we're looking for people who want to do it alongside with us. So let us tell you exactly what's involved. And if you would love to be a part of the glow up, you can either reach out to Shani on Instagram or Lauren on Instagram. Make sure you only check in with one of us. Otherwise, we're both going to give you the same information. So whoever you resonate with the most, you can reach out to us. Otherwise, if you have a health style emporium wellness coach that you are already in connection with, please reach out to them instead. So here's what's up. Six weeks of glowing up First of all, you have a six-week meal plan and a weekly shopping list provided for you. It doesn't matter what your dietary requirements are, whether you eat meat or you're vegetarian or vegan, we have got your back. You have a six-week home and gym exercise guide provided, as well as weekly online live group workouts by our in-house master trainer. You have got online classes in Veraflow, Hustle Fit, Strong Nation, Strength and Tone, so many incredible online group sessions available for you throughout the glow up. You get a seven day juice detox guide, which is totally optional. You also get six weeks of daily glow up guidance delivered straight to your phone through our glow up app. You get 16 weeks access to the HSC member portal, four month supply of our partner nutraceutical, which you get to choose according to what your wellness goals are, your very own coach to guide you through the entire holistic program and lifetime access to our private Facebook group. But if you thought that was it, it's not it. We have a different topic every single week on a holistic and well-being topic to really help elevate and educate you in some amazing topics. So we have breath work, we've got grounding and earthing. We've got how to nurture your relationships, how to nurture your mind, how to nurture your body, how to nurture your energy. And something I'm really excited about is we have a masterclass on sleep which then is followed by a seven day challenge to really help you elevate your sleep routine, your energy and transform your health. We are just so excited for this six week glow up after the year it's been, whether you've been in lockdown, whether you have had some 
difficult times with your well-being, really trying to stay motivated with everything that's going on around the world, we couldn't help but feel so excited about being able to not only do this ourselves, but help you guys to glow up with us at the same time. So like I mentioned before, if you would love some information on how to join us and do it alongside us, just get in touch either with your HSC wellness coach that you are already in touch with or get in touch with Shani or Luz and we'll give you all the details to get started today. Now, let's get back to this episode. You know what? I love this because it actually leads me into one of the questions I wanted to ask you. So I totally agree. And one of the things that I've observed within our leadership team, once we've taught them the color code system and how to use it, I've seen a lot of people so like a scenario, for example, is I've had a conversation where someone has said, oh, um, my my leader's a red and I'm a white and I'd rather be led by a white. Or I've had maybe like a blue apologizing for being a blue to a red because they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so emotional. I know you can't you can't deal with this very well, but it's just who I am. Or I've had a red who is like, I'm trying to stay away from the blues in my team because the blues in my team are like, you know, I can't get along with them very well. And I've and I'm kind of observing people not seeing the strengths in the colors and they're kind of like resisting being around certain colors. And there's been a part of me that's wanted to really, I guess, put a stop to that and say, well, oh my goodness, there's actually so much beauty and perfection in that, that you're linked up with that color. And I really wanted to talk to you and ask you about how do we help people see the strengths in other colors? Because think it can be very easy for us to go oh I don't want to hang around that color I don't want to you know I don't want to teach that color or lead that color because I don't know how to do you think it's just like a I guess someone not feeling confident that they could lead a different color or be led by a different color I think there's there's a lot of great insights to unpack uh, with that question and I think that you're right it's really more about it's more about that person than the person that they're having a hard time connecting with. And let, let me let me maybe let me give you an example of an exercise that sometimes I do with groups. Sometimes I'll just take a sometimes I'll just take a you know a whiteboard or something like that or a flip chart, and I'll just divide it into squares, right? You know, uh, four quadrants, and I'll ask. You know, if, if they know a little about the color code, I'll ask which of the four colors is the most difficult for you to work with, to lead, to be led by, to communicate with, etc. Just in general, which of the four colors is the most difficult for you? And I'll have them just think about it for a little bit, right? And then, um, you know, we'll go through one by one. Okay, who says the reds? And I'll maybe write their names up on the board or I'll tally the number of people who raised their hands or whatever it is. And I'll say, okay, well, what about the reds is difficult? And somebody says something like, oh, well, they're just, you know, they don't value my emotions or, or it has to be their way or the highway or whatever they're going to say. And then I'll say, what about the blues? You know, we go through the same thing, the whites, the yellows. And everybody has reasons. Oh, the blues are too emotional. The whites never make a decision. The yellows never follow through. They all have their reasons why. And then we'll talk about this idea of 100% responsibility. And this is, this is a principle of empowerment that I think could be helpful um, even to your listeners on this podcast because 
you don't even have to know anything about the color code to make this one work, right? This is a principle of power. So if you ask somebody, let, let's take the color code out of the equation even. Let's say that you're struggling with your spouse and you say, um, hey, how are things going with so-and-so? Let, let, let's, let's say somebody's life partner's name is Matt. You know, how, how are things going with Matt? Oh, we'd get along great. Did I, did I guess somebody? Why are you laughing? Yeah, my husband's Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. So this is about Matt now. Um, <laughs> so, so how are things going? I, did, I had no idea, by the way. I haven't done That's any so like funny. creepy research or anything like that. That's just funny. Um, but, but how are things going with Matt? Somebody might say, well, we'd get along great, but he's too demanding or he doesn't, he never has time for me or, you know, it's just all about him. It's never about the family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. They, they, they give their list of grievances and that's pretty typical. Like if you, if you talk with anybody, whether it's somebody struggling with their boss or their partner or whomever it might be, they're going to say, well, if this person would just change this and this and this, we'd get along fine. The problem with that is that when we do that, which is human nature to do, but, but we're actually putting ourselves into a position of powerlessness in that particular situation. We are becoming the victims. We're essentially saying life cannot get better with Lauren until Lauren decides to do X, Y, and Z differently. And the problem there, of course, is I have no control over what Lauren will or Matt or Shani. I, I have no control over what these people will or won't do. Zero. Mm -hmm. So my strategy then just becomes, I'm just going to sit around and be unhappy and complain about it until this person changes, which is of course, when I say it that way, just sounds absolutely ridiculous, but, <laughs> but that's, that's typically what we're doing, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. So we put ourselves in a position of powerlessness. We have to be powerful. We have to say, what about me is causing the disconnect here? What about me is bringing some dysfunction to this relationship? Why is it that I can't understand or work with these reds? Or why can't I take direction from somebody with a white personality style? What, what about me is, is causing this reaction or, or this roadblock? And that's something that people really have to think about. It's not maybe a quick fix answer sort of thing. And sometimes yeah. it goes really, really deep. And I'll give you a personal example. If you would have asked me that question maybe 20 years ago, I probably would have said uh, the white personality style is the hardest for me. Today, I would say they're probably the easiest for me. But let me backtrack a little bit. Why would I say they were the hardest for me? Well, I'm yellow, right? And I, and I, and I, love, social, I love social opportunities. I love to connect with people. And when I would deal with people who have a white personality style, a lot of times they don't come back at me with the same effervescent sort of bubbly response that I'm looking for that energetic response or, you know, I'll say something and I don't quite get the kind of effect or response, you know, the, you know, the laughter or whatever it is that I'm looking for from them in return. And it feels, then I bristle a little bit. I'm like, Oh, that person's lame or, or whatever I think. Right. And I also happen to have a couple of family members in my life who had that white personality style, but they were unhealthy whites. So I want to make sure that everybody understands, you can be a healthy red, blue, white, or yellow, or you can be an unhealthy red, blue, white, or yellow. We talked about developing character and changing over time a little bit earlier. 
people don't always get better. You can also pick up limitations. You can also pick up bad habits too. So you can be healthy. You can be unhealthy. You can be outright dysfunctional. And I think I had some people with a white personality style that were unhealthy in my life. And so that was the filter through which I was seeing everybody with that personality style. So I was stuck really because my paradigm was incorrect. And what I did is, you know, when I started working with the color code, I thought, I can't, I can't feel this way and do my work legitimately. I have to figure out what's going on here. And so I looked for people who had that white personality style who were inspiring to me, who were great examples to me. And I started to realize, oh, I've just been looking, I've just been looking at the wrong side of the coin here. I've got, I've got to flip this over and just see all of the value that they bring to the table. And today, two of my best friends in the world have that white personality style. And that never would have happened had I not done that work. But I, I just want to make it very clear that in that situation, it's not that the it's not that that style changed. It's it's that I changed, right? I changed mm -hmm. my perspective. And so anybody can do that. Anybody who is struggling in one of the situations with, ah, I just don't know if I want to attract or work with blue team members or yellow team members or red, whatever it is. Um, it's, it's that process of, well, do I want to be powerful here or do I want to be powerless? Do I, do I really want to look at this and say, I'm going to take some ownership and I'm going to do some things differently because I know that if I do things differently, we can get a better result. And, and, and that's, I think, what you know, the color code can help guide people to do is, is to learn to value all of those different perspectives. And, and once you do, your life just becomes more abundant. That's just, mm. that's just what happens. Exactly. Conversation. And I know oh so many goodness. of our leaders will li listen to this podcast and will listen to this episode. And like me and Shannon really open with our leadership lessons that we've learned along the way, because honestly, that's where we were stuck uh, yeah. about two years in. It was, we were limited with what we knew or what we thought. And I love, even from listening to that, something that I picked up as a really good leadership um, activity. I probably encourage my girls to is when they're challenged with the color to be like, okay, like we always talk about the duality and the perfection and everything, like go on challenging them to find all the positives that that color bring to the table because yeah, it's funny and it probably tease this out listening to the stories already, but my biggest challenge was blues. Like, I couldn't work with them. I hated I hated holding space and picking up the phone just to hear them talk about their feelings. I'm like, all right, that's been 30 minutes talking about their feelings. Now can we talk about what's, what we're going to do next? Mm -hmm. And Shen was like, I can't go to all these events and be social. Like, how do I make people feel really warm and welcome? Like, these people think I'm being really rude, but I'm not. And But until we took responsibility for how do we shift and how do we make these people feel welcome instead of saying it's their problem, you're not really a leader. Like a leader is somebody who can lead all types, make all types feel welcome. So it's definitely like hand in my heart. It was been the biggest challenge. It still challenges me today, but I have changed so much in my communication and like I'm okay, still uncomfortable with it, but I'm so much better with holding space and connecting with blues, but it's been the hardest thing for me to do in the business. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And it is difficult. It is difficult, but kudos, you know, for, for, making that effort because what you realize is that until you do you will be limited you, you you know most of us do pretty well with maybe one or two personality types just innately and a lot of times it's because we have a similar style or maybe a secondary style or or maybe we've had more exposure through through people like our parents or something like that and we know how to navigate um, certain types of relationships. But until we really open that up and say, how do I, 
you know, how do I look around the room and say, that person who is maybe the most different person from me in this entire room, that person is the one that I need to learn how to connect with because they can probably teach me the most about what I lack in order to become a more well-rounded leader. So I, I think that's amazing mm -hmm. that the two of you have been consciously working on that. And it be, ends up being a biggest gift in the business. Like what changed for me was kind of like we just said, like looking at all the strengths, like the blues in my team, they have strengths that I definitely don't have. They're compassionate, they're caring, they're patient, they're so thoughtful. That's so not me. <laughs> I'm so grateful for them because without them, we wouldn't have the beautiful community that we do. Like, yeah. so I think every color definitely, yeah, has their strengths and so grateful for each of them. Yeah, I definitely saw a big shift in my business in so many ways, in just how comfortable it was to run it, in growth, in in so many areas when you when we definitely started to embrace all the colours and the strengths and qualities and characteristics. And I loved what you said before, Jeremy, I think before we started recording, you said that your main message is that all life is about relationships. And it's so true, right? Because one of the things that I've come to notice is you cannot run a network marketing business when you can only work with one or two colors. All, all life is about relationships. And that means being able to cultivate beautiful relationships with everyone in your business. And like, let's take business out of it in life in general, in your family, in your community, in church, in, in so many areas of life. It's about cultivating those beautiful relationships and making people feel seen and heard and valued and vice versa. So I love that. I love that self-awareness piece on how can I be better and what are, what what is it about me that, you know, I'm not dealing with well with this color and I'm going to take that back to my girls as well and just ask them that question. It's such a great question. That's wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, And I, I do believe it. All life is about relationships. I mean, I've, I've thought long and hard and I've asked a lot of people over the years if they can think of anything that's not impacted by relationships and outside of things like maybe the weather, which you could probably make a case for the weather being <laughs> <laughs> impacted by relationships somehow. But, uh, but most, you know, most areas of life are going to run through relationships because we always have to remember that we have a relationship with ourselves first and foremost. And that's, I think that's where we start. You know, we start with understanding what about us makes us who we are. What, what about us, you know, are, are, are we, what value do we have? What do we bring to the table? Uh, what is our worth? And I think that for a lot of people, especially, especially like network marketers, um, actually, like in the groups that I've worked with in the past, I think that's a really important question to understand because if people feel and understand their worth and their value and they're they're good at just honoring who they are that opens the way for success to come into their lives and to be able to create the kind of growth that they want to create if they don't understand that a lot of times they get stuck they get stuck in comparisons um, of course which which are awful because if i'm if I'm looking at the way Shani does something or the way that you do something, Lauren, and, and you're going to have gifts and strengths and skills that I don't have. And if I'm comparing myself to that, I can create a lot of negative self-talk about, well, you know, I'm just, I just can't do it like they do it. And, you know, she's just so much better than I am at this. And 
whatever it is. And so we beat ourselves down and there's a lot of voices in the world and there's a lot of voices um, just in general that are happy to beat us down and are happy to keep us small. And we have to, we have to really know who we are and, and why we tick. And that's, I think, the greatest gift of the color code is understanding what that driving core motive looks like, what it means. And I'm happy to give some definitions if you want to talk about what each of those four colors means. If that's maybe you've already done that, I don't know. But but um, if, if people really understand what that means and how they're wired, it just gives them a place to a great place to start, a great, healthy place to start, as opposed to buying into some of that negative talk in the world. I was actually going to suggest that we probably should have explained the four different colors at the start, but now it's probably got people a little bit more intrigued. Do you want to just do your, a little quick, I guess, explanation of each of the colors and the driving force behind each? I'd be happy to. Yeah. Yeah. So quickly. So again, remember with the color code, if you've taken another personality assessment in the past, which most of us have done like a disc or a Myers Briggs or a strengths finders, or we go on Buzzfeed and we take the little quizzes to find out <laughs> what dog breed we are or what star Wars <laughs> character we are or whatever. Um, most of those assessments that you'll encounter really focus on your behaviors, what you do and based on behavioral patterns, they will put you into a personality classification. So the color code, again, we're not focusing on the behaviors. We're looking at why you do them. What, what is the motive behind the behavior? So there are four possible motive types in the color code. It is possible to have a secondary color, of course, like I mentioned before, but the primary color is far more significant than the secondary color. You've got to get that one first. The primary color is like being comfortable at home. And a secondary color might be a lovely place that you like to go on holiday, but maybe <laughs> it's not the same as just being at home. And in the color code, we have four types of driving force, those driving core motives, right? The engine that powers your personality and they are power, intimacy, peace, and fun. Red, blue, white, and yellow respectively. So power, it's always fun to ask people what they think power means because they'll, they'll have all kinds of different ideas. Um, sometimes people think that reds will just do anything they, they need to do to get ahead, even if it means you know, pushing other people out of the way or whatever. People will say these things or they'll say it's about control. It's really not. So I just wanna make it really clean and very simple. And I know that sometimes women in particular have a hard time with this word power. I think, I think especially um, English speakers have a hard time with this word power sometimes because it can have a negative connotation. But our definition of power is simple. It means that reds want to get from point A to point B in the quickest, most efficient way possible, period. That's it. A to B, get it done, make it happen, move on to the next thing. Check it off the list. A lot of times people think of reds as your type A personalities um, just because they're always doing and they're accomplishing and they're making things happen. Now in Spanish and in Portuguese, the word for power is poder, P-O-D-E-R. Poder, I think it has a cleaner and a more apparent meaning than the word does in English. Poder means to be able to do. And I think that makes a lot of sense for reds. They just clear the path, give me the tools that I need, get out of the way. I I'm going to get this done mm -hmm. and they do not make excuses. They make it happen. 
Then you have the blues, who are motivated by intimacy. And again, remember, the colors in and of themselves don't really mean anything. But blues will help you remember, when you think blue, think intimacy. And intimacy to a blue, we're not talking about sexual intimacy or anything like that. Don't, don't misunderstand that. Um, what we're talking about with intimacy is that blues want, one of my, well, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. One of my favorite questions to ask blues is how many friends you have. I'll just mm -hmm. say, how many friends do you have? And it like melts their brain, you know, because they, they instantly start thinking, well, well, what do you mean? Like, like what kind of friends, like friends, friends, like acquaintances, like, like really close personal friends. Like they, they, they want to get very specific about what that means. Um, whereas other people don't think about that. You know, if you ask a yellow, how many friends they have, they just tell you what it says on Facebook. You know, it's just like, I don't know, 1,237 <laughs> friends. Um, but blues, they want to be very specific about that because intimacy to a blue means that they want to connect with people on a deep and meaningful level. Deep and meaningful are keywords for blues. It's not superficial. In fact, they really bristle at the thought of people who are superficial, phony, false, fake. They just, I mean, it's just like, it feels so dirty to them. They don't want that in their lives. Some of the others of us will tolerate that a little bit more, but not blues. They want you to be legitimate and genuine. They want transparency. They want sincerity, uh, all of those things. And they believe that that's how you should be. So again, intimacy means connecting with people on a deep and meaningful level. A lot of times blues will say, I have three friends. If I really think like, who are my soulmate kind of friends, my, my deepest, most precious connections, they'll usually say I can count it on one hand. So they need a few people that they can really connect with on that really deep and meaningful level. But then in general, they believe in treating people well and giving them respect and honoring them. And they're, and they're very, very well-mannered. And they, do, they try to do the right thing all the time, which I love. <laughs> then you have the whites uh, who are motivated by peace. And peace is much more than just the absence of conflict. And people misunderstand that all the time. That's what they, when we say peace, people think, oh yeah, okay, so they don't like to fight about things. Well, that's true. They probably don't love conflict. But peace to somebody with that white personality style is really a feeling of inner harmony and balance. To say it in another way, somebody with a white personality style wants to be calm even in the midst of chaos and conflict. They want to really have an even keel and just feel that balance on the inside, even if the world is melting down all around them. So there's a sense of inner control that comes with peace for somebody with that white style. Then you have the yellows and the yellows are motivated by fun. This is another one that's a, a little bit misunderstood because <laughs> people tend to think of just fun and games and endless parties and whatnot. Um, but fun for a yellow, the way that we would define that really is that yellows want to live in the moment. They want to be totally engaged in what's happening right now. This is, this is what matters, what's happening right here, right now. And yellows typically enjoy the process of things much more than they enjoy the results. So you might be building an MLM team or an MLM business thinking about the, the you know, and freedom is a huge, is a huge um, motivator for a yellow freedom is huge. So you might be thinking about the freedom and, and the opportunity that comes with building a successful business. Um, but even more important than getting to that end result, it's how we get there and it's enjoying the journey 
and not just waiting for the destination to happen. So that's what we mean by fun is living in the moment. Mm -hmm. So that's just a little definition of like what those four colors mean. I love it. And is there like, um, I think I did read this, uh, but I'll, I'll let you answer it. Um, how many, is there like certain colors that are more common than others and some that are more rare? Like what's the general population kind of falling with the colors? Good question. Yeah, yeah, that's actually pretty straightforward. Um, about 35% blue, 25% red, and then about 20% white, 20% yellow. Pretty close to that. Yeah, that's kind of kind of balanced, <laughs> which is I great. Thought, I thought whites are way more rare than that. <laughs> we are a red well, species. Lots. It's, we are. it's because they don't <laughs> they don't want you to know that they're whites. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been so insightful and I feel like I've learned so much more just chatting with you, Jeremy. Thank you so much for your time and I can't wait to share this episode with our team and as well with our audience. I really encourage everyone to take the free test online. Um, Jeremy, where can our audience find you, find the color code test and maybe some things in the future that you provide? I think the best way is to go take the color code assessment online. Like you said, you can do the free version. There is the upgraded version, which is amazing. Um, if, if the two of you haven't seen that, I'll, I'll send you a copy so you can read that. But, um, but even just the free version, very helpful. Just go to colorcode.com. And of course we spell it incorrectly, right? So it's C-O-L-O-R, <laughs> the American spelling, colorcode.com. But if you take the assessment there and you sign up to receive our newsletters, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be inviting people to participate in a little online personal retreat experience that uh, will really help you kind of understand the value of who you are and help you gain some clarity into some of your most important relationships in life. And I would love it if people joined us on that journey because I think it's going to be very impactful and meaningful and something mm. that that will, will bless your life for years to come. Count me in. Well, we will make sure we'll put all of those links in the show notes below. Just want to thank you so much today, Jeremy. I, I've just learned so much. I've loved having this conversation. I know it's going to impact and help so many people, whether they're on our team or in a different team or in a different company. I just hope this reaches so many people because it certainly helped Lauren and I evolve as leaders over the years. And um, yeah, I can't wait for your retreat. I'm in. I can't wait. <laughs> Love to have you there. Thank you for inviting me to be here today. Wow. What an amazing episode. I hope you're feeling inspired after that conversation and empowered to make some changes and choices in your life. Now, don't forget to let us know if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review. It really helps us know that we're on track with serving you guys and also majorly supports our channel. And you may even be in the running to be the shout out of the week. Every week on Instagram, we share one of our reviews with our network. So please be sure to leave your Instagram handle or your website in your review so we can share you with our amazing community. If you head over to the link in our bio on Instagram at Babes Talking Business, 
You can get access to so many of our goodies, including the link to our bib shop. It's a crazy cute online merchandise shop that donates 100% of profits to a non-for-profit charity every month. So head over and check out who we're donating to this month and get yourself something super cute to wear. You can also find in our Instagram bio our books. You can get your hands on Life Above Zero by Lauren Kerr or The Four Year Career with Shani Thompson. Both super easy reads and incredible books to help you expand and evolve in even deeper ways. Now, don't forget to head over to the show notes. You can check out any of the links or the books or the references we mentioned in this episode. And before we go, we just want to say thanks so much for being here, for committing to being the best version of you and for showing up for you today. You are freaking amazing. Now, if you think that there is someone in your life that could really benefit from this episode, while you're feeling super inspired, please hit the share button and send them this episode right now. And the reason we're asking you to share the love is because you get what you give. And the more that you give and inspire, the more you get in return. Head over to www.babestalkingbusiness.com to check out all of our other podcasts. And we just want to say we are sending you so much love and we hope to see you soon.